Welcome to the Tanakh Podcast. Today, Yishayahu Perakutet, Isaiah chapter 19. Today, Yishayahu continues with his Nebuot al Ha'amim. We've had, for example, Masa Mo'av, the pronouncement against Mo'av. We've had the pronouncement against Damasek, Damascus. Yesterday, we spoke about Ethiopia. And today, chapter 19, it is Egypt's turn. Masa Mitzrayim hinei Hashem rochev al av kal uva Mitzrayim, v'nau elilei Mitzrayim mipanav. God is arriving on a small cloud, because I guess there aren't usually a lot of clouds in Egypt. Hashem is sometimes called Rochev um, Ba'aravot, riding the clouds, as we say in Barchinashi, Hasam Avim Rochuvo. God is Rochev Ba'aravot, and he comes on a cloud to Egypt, and all of the gods quake before him. And what we really have here is um, a sense of the Destruction of Egypt begins with different tribes or different groups, ethnicities within Egypt are going to fight each other. And then they're going to consult all of their idols, but that won't help them. They're going to be placed at the mercy of a harsh leader. And the worst thing is, that their rivers, the Nile, the strength of Egypt, is going to dry up. The Nehar Yecherabi Yabesh. And here we find that the um, channels, Naharot Dalalu Vecharvu Matsor, the channels will become smelly as they ebb, the canals will, canals will run dry. All of the Kanevasuf, the reeds and the bulrushes, will Kamelu, will wither. And um, you have amazing phrases here like arot al yor al pi yor, beautiful phrases which describe the destruction of of all of the economy of Egypt until the foundations will be crushed. Um, all of those people who usually do agriculture by storing the water, agame um, nefesh, a play on the word agam, will become depressed. And not only that, but the wisdom of Egypt, the the sagest of Pharaoh's advisors, will make absurd predictions. How will you say to Pharaoh, Ben Chachamimani, Ben Malchekedem? Um, and basically, he's making uh, a statement about the loss of wisdom to Egypt, the loss of the economy from Egypt, the discord within society. And of course, at the end of all of this, how does it all work? Hashem Masach Bekirba. God is the one who is mixing the pot. He is the one who is leading Mitzrayim astray. What we have... Uh, does this accord with any historical event? The truth is it does. Because throughout ancient history, there were always two centers who were invulnerable. They were impenetrable. There was on the one hand Mesopotamia, and there was Egypt. Whatever wars went on, they never captured either of them. Egypt stood in her place, as did Mesopotamia. 
However, for the first time, way after the time of uh, Achaz and Chizkiah, way after the time of Yishayahu, but, you know, a couple, about 40 years hence, in the year 673 to 663, we're going to see that Assyria did indeed attack Egypt in the time of Asar Chadon, and even destroyed the, the, the town of Thebes. Uh, the, the destructions that we see are, are quite intense. If I read to you one of the historical accounts, listen to this. I slew, multi- I slew multitudes of his men. I smote him five times with the point of my javelin with wounds from which there were no recovery. Memphis, his royal city, in half a day with mines, tunnels, assaults, I besieged, I captured, I destroyed, I devastated, I burned with fire, his queen, his harem, his heir, and the rest of his sons and daughters, his property and his goods, his horses, his cattle, his sheep, in countless numbers, I carried off to Assyria. Uh, the, 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 this is quite a, this is Asar Chadon talking here, and he's talking about the victory against a place called Memphis, that's not Memphis in America, that is Memphis in Egypt, which we see here in Pasuk Yud Gimel, where it talks about Noalu Sareit Soan, the nobles of Tanis have been fooled, Nisu Sarei Nof, the nobles of Nof, which is Memphis, have been deluded. Egypt has been led astray by the chiefs of her tribes. So is Yeshayahu predicting an actual event? Maybe he is. Um, I don't really know. Or maybe this is some sort of like imagination of Yeshayahu. He's making a deeper statement because if you think about this description of Mitzrayim, knowing that Egypt was always the place that Israel went to when they were in trouble with Mesopotamia, when, when they were scared of Assyria, they tried to make alliances with Egypt. What you actually see here is the fall of Egypt and in fact, you see here almost like a reversal or a repeat of the Makot Mitzrayim, of the plagues of Egypt. We see the um, king losing power. We see the river drying up. We see the river smelling from the dead fish, just like in Yitzhak Mitzrayim. We see um, cries from Egypt, just like after Makat Bechorot, where it says, Lashem, this will be a testimony to God, because they will cry out to God against their oppressors. And this is a reversal of when Israel cried out to God because they were being oppressed in Egypt. Now the Egyptians are being oppressed. And it says, God will be known in Egypt. And all Egypt will know God. And of course, in Sefer Shemot, in, 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 in Parshat uh, Va'era and Bo, repeatedly the plagues are there so that Pharaoh will know God. So what we actually reach here is a point of um, even Egypt, the, this powerful pillar of the Middle East, um, is vulnerable, is capable of being attacked, and on the day that they are destroyed, they will recognize God. God will first afflict Egypt and then he will heal them. This almost sounds like the Jewish people. They will return to God. 
were they ever with God? What is it that they return? But they return to God, and God will respond positively to them and heal them. And on that day, Israel shall be a third partner with Egypt and Assyria as a blessing on the earth. Now, this is the most interesting phrase in the chapter, and it's a huge debate between Rashi and the Radak. What do we mean? They will become a bracha bekerev haaretz. And here, many have related to the fact that, you know, yesterday we spoke about Isaiah's theology of, of, of a sort of a universality and the, the whole of civilization recognizing God. And this takes us back to Avraham Avinu, where Avraham Avinu is told, Through you will we bless all of the world. Or, and through your seed, all of the nations of civilization will be blessed. Is this possibly a, a sort of an end of days fulfillment of the plan right from the beginning that the, the, the children of Abraham should somehow bring everybody together? What does it mean that Israel and Ashur, it, it, it tells us that there'll be one continuum from Assyria to Egypt with Israel in the middle, and here, let me just quote to you the difference between Rashi and the Radak. Uh, Rashi says that Israel is always a non-important nation compared to Mesopotamia and Egypt. So usually we're the, the poor brother, the poor sister. Um, and Israel were usually lowly in the days of Ahaz and the days of Moshe and Elah. So what does he say? by the miracles which are done to Hezekiah, in other words, through the miracles that God will perform for Israel, suddenly we will join the community of nations, we, our prestige and our stature will be raised so that we will be able to stand as equals to Egypt and Assyria. So this is sort of a, an interesting read, but listen to the Radak. He says, what is this shlishia? Shlishit ba'emunat ha'el. That they will be a, 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 a tripartite alliance in emunat ha'el, in the belief in God. That both from Assyria to Egypt, they will all be monotheists. Everybody will recognize God. And this is quite a, a a vision in other words what Yeshayahu is representing here is this image that once god has been seen as supreme all nations can unite in a common monotheism what a phenomenal vision of the future um and the question is you know is such a thing possible is it possible you know rabbi Sachs wrote in his book dignity of difference that at some level and he spoke about the idea that at some level all monotheistic religions can somehow unite and this is indeed the vision of uh, Yeshayahu, which is being expressed here on the backdrop of of egypt and maybe because egypt is indeed such a powerful nation but this uh, vision of the end of days this vision of the future i think still rings with resonance 
even to this day. That's it for today. See you tomorrow.